Listen. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and today I'm joined by Lily Zalvadar. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> Wow, Alana Pierce, you just got a raise. I got promoted. <laughs> Alana Pierce and Marty Sleva hey, and Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask. Yes, exactly. Can we swap to uh, one of the other cameras, you guys, just so everyone can see for scale how big this is? Oh, we don't have a banana next. It's to massive. It, Why don't we yeah. just go into my my uh, single cam here? Or there <laughs> we go, Alana's cam. Hey guys, Perfect. what's up? It's me, Majora's Mask. No, <laughs> That's this... not what Skull Kid sounds like when it's on him. It's... What does he sound like? That game uh, I'm cursed. <laughs> I mean, so... this is a life size Majora's Mask. Yeah, right? we'll talk about it really quick before we move it off the desk. Just leave the camera here. It's great. Yeah. It looks like it's me giving the presentation through Majora's Mask. Like so this is from eyes. First Four Figures, who's had the Zelda license for, I think, over a decade now. They make incredible stuff. Uh, and this is, it was $385 for the exclusive edition because it lights up when you press. You can't see it super well, but uh, yeah, it lights, it lights up. up. Beautifully painted, 32 inches tall. Uh, just an incredible piece of artwork that is only just getting released in the States. So, nice. And it's a thousand pounds. That's how much it 1, weighs. One thousand. It's not quite that heavy, <laughs> but it is enough that like you really need to think about it. The, the person who carried it into this room was just like holding the trunk and I had a heart attack because I've been oh. like so... Like well, when you were like, can we have it on the show? I was like just... This was Jordan Parker's nice is the strongest man alive. Yeah. yeah. Could lift but now I guess I have to move it off. Also, yeah. but it is very Legitimately good. looks photoshopped. Oh, that is photoshopped. Well... <laughs> right. Well, there you go. All right. I'm going to take it off very yeah. carefully so that it doesn't ruin all of our shots. Yes, definitely. Um, okay, so while Alana does that, I just want to remind you all, we are officially live. That's right, NVC is live every Thursday on IGN.com, so you can watch the episode with us uh, together, chat with us in the chat every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to catch the episode early, come hang out, talk about all the latest releases, just like you're all doing right now in the chat. What's going on, chat? Good to see you guys. Um, but in any case, if you can't catch us live on Thursdays, we are still uploading on YouTube and all your favorite podcast listening services every uh, Friday. Yes, it's Friday. Um, <laughs> but we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. There's uh, We've got Alana and Marty here, uh, fresh from PAX with their Wolfenstein and Dark Souls impressions for mm -hmm. Switch. Fine. Yep, and we've got some more uh, Dark Souls or Souls-like games coming to Switch that were recently announced, which I'm excited to tell you guys about. Uh, GameStop's in the news, which is usually not really a great thing, <laughs> but it's, uh, in this case, I think we uh, should be excited about it, as well as um, some hacker news as well. So, should be an exciting show. I'm really excited to get started. Uh, but first and foremost, I want to hear, how was PAX uh, this year, guys? Cold. PAX was very cold. Yeah. 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 I mean, outside was cold. Inside it's in Boston, like right? Temperature. Yeah, yeah, it's in PAX East. It's every year it snows, and they moved in a month later, so it was less cold, but it still snowed. It was freezing. Oh, uh, man. PAX, PAX is great. We had some really fun panels. We had an mm -hmm. IGN panel. Uh, a lot of really cool people came, so it was it was good fun. And yeah. there was a, a, quite a, a bit of Nintendo stuff there. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo themselves had a big presence, like a big booth, and then we got a cool behind-closed-doors demo of a bunch of games, including the two we're going to talk about. But also, it feels like every indie game at the end of Mega, an indie mega booth, people were asking... Is it coming to Switch? Mm -hmm. Which I feel like that's mm -hmm. that like trite question now, but like yeah. it's true because they're all selling really well and people want them to go. There was also uh, the Mario Kart Monopoly. Yeah, we played Mario Kart Monopoly. Supposedly really good. I didn't, I didn't get to play it. Really good because it's not just like a Monopoly skin. It combines Monopoly, which is a bad board game, with the <laughs> rules of Mario Kart, which is a great video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like in really Monopoly cool ways. It's a bad board game. I think it's great. It's yeah, it's, well, it's not good. That's fine. So how uh, was uh, Wolfenstein? Yes. Let's get into that. Let's yeah, yeah. Let's just that. jump right into the meat. Um, yeah, go ahead. Because if I remember, something about it wasn't quite as great. 
most things. <laughs> I adore that game. New Colossus is incredible, and this is one of the newest games that we will have seen on the Switch, actually, and it's very, very recent. Um, and so it was an interesting test to see how the Switch handles it. Mm. And they are in the early stages, so it's not complete. What we played is not finished, but frame rate lagged quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I don't know the technical term for is that you could really see shadows, I think. Uh, I was playing... Uh, TV mode. So I was playing on the TV with the Pro Controller. Pro Controller continues to be excellent, but um, you could you could see the literal lines of shading on the screen. So oh. it wasn't like shadow was smooth. Okay. Um, it's 720-30. I don't think it ran at 30 the whole time. It was also one of the cutscenes. We just didn't have any audio. Just mm-hmm. no audio was in the cutscene. Really? It's meant to be silent. Don't think it is. So huh. I thought that was an artistic choice. Definitely not an artistic choice okay. like Interstellar. <laughs> yeah. Switch exclusive feature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting because when this was announced, when they said Wolfenstein's coming to Switch, we all assumed it would be the first game. Um, and then when they said it was last year's game, which, you know, it came out on October 27th, the same day as AC Origins and the same day as Mario. Um, this is the... This is the most like graphically intense game I've seen running on a Switch. And like we said, I think that showed in terms of uh, while docked, it definitely, like you said, a little bit of textures, shadows. It wasn't unplayable no, not by at all. any means, no. but it, it Just me, noticeable. docked was definitely not the preferred way to play. You played handheld though, right? Yeah, I got to play handheld. And or as you the, like uh, to call it undocked. I call it undocked, which I feel like is fine. That's what I say yeah, too. Because right. you don't know yeah. technically that it's in my hand. Because, ooh. That's fair. Because I did play a little bit of it with a pro controller while looking at the little screen. Tabletop. But the screen, no, undocked. But the screen was too far away. Uh, so my major problem with it was that uh, the level we played, which is the opening uh, sort of is inside while you guys are, are commandeering the sub, uh, the, the floating airship sub, is that uh, everything was very dark. And everything, like the the details in this, which you're looking at right now, uh, enemies sort of blend in with the background. Uh, pickups are very small, and so I was like legitimately squinting, look at looking at this, playing mm. through it, trying to, yeah. you know, navigate enemies in the corridors and and find uh, secrets and everything. And I feel like I haven't. This is the first game where I've ever had a problem with the switches. Uh, undocked screen real estate? Well, I do think that it can be a problem for some games, especially if there's like text on screen telling you what to do uh, when you play undocked on table mode, as we like to call it. Um, <laughs> but I, I imagine handheld, did, like did you play it actually handheld? I did. I brought it closer to me. And granted, I'm legally blind without my glasses, but I, again, still suffered from you some of the same problems. Point. Like yeah. I was getting through this a lot through muscle memory because I played this level a bunch mm-hmm. uh, when it came out last year. Um, that being said, I did look over, this level is dark, just like inherently dark. I did look over someone else was playing the Roswell level, which is a much brighter level, takes place during the day, and is sort of a walking simulator, quote unquote, where you're walking through the streets of Roswell. Um, And that was much brighter, and I looked at that and I was like, I want to play that. Um, Did you think about changing the screen brightness? No, they said, oh, I did. It was as bright as as possible. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I do think that this is a work in progress, and hopefully all these issues get ironed out, but... um, Were you able to give... Uh, your opinions to them after, like once you were able to play it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Then that, I mean, that's great feedback. Yeah. Well, well, they also acknowledged it while we were playing. Nintendo was like, oh, you know, yeah, like, like, work in progress. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I want to give that, you know, it really yeah. is a work in progress. And it could it could totally be way better than it was when we played it when it actually When I was playing on Switch, they also, they auto-enabled the, uh, not aim assist, but like uh, the, the gyroscope where you're, you can aim by right. actually like aiming, which I've never really liked in a handheld before. Like mm. I didn't like yeah. on the Vita and I don't like too much on. How about in Zelda? In Zelda, I don't actually, no, I don't use that. I don't use like auto, like I, I just use the, the analog stick. Oh, really? For aiming? 
framing. Yeah, huh, I, I really like it in Zola. Yeah. Well, I just I don't know if I'm on a plane, like I don't, I, don't know, I get weird angles. Like I don't want to like lean into the person next to me. That's That'd weird. be kind of funny. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. yeah. Just, excuse me, ma'am. Yeah. I mean, it's still <laughs> get like, out my way. Get out my way. This is still one of you know it was one of our ten nominees for best game of 2017, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's coming to Switch, and the fact that I think one of the important stories here is uh, between Skyrim, Doom, and now this is Bethesda's continued third party support. On totally. Switch, mm-hmm. Totally. Which um, I have some theories about that, but uh, we'll get to that later segment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you guys feel that this game runs in comparison to Doom? Um, I know Doom is a little bit of an older game. Wolfenstein is obviously a game that came out just last year, uh, so it is a little bit more technically advanced, but do you feel like it could get to that point where it runs as like smooth as Doom does, even though Doom's not necessarily the smoothest game? Um, I actually finally played Doom, what, just two weeks ago on my Switch. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Doom runs better than what I played mm-hmm. of Wolfenstein, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, it's a good point in that they clearly knew how to optimize for that. It is older. It's probably not as graphically demanding, but I don't doubt they can get there. It just might be the kind of thing that when it comes out, it's not perfect and we get patches. Yeah. But I'm okay with that, especially if anyone doesn't have another platform where they could play Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. The game's incredible, worth playing regardless. It, it wasn't so bad that I would be like, don't even bother with this. Yeah, this cool. totally doesn't impact the story, the writing, the themes, mm-hmm. clearly any of that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I am I'm, I'm very curious to see because like we saw stuff like 2011 games like Skyrim and and we're going to talk about Dark Souls run great on Switch. And then, you know, Doom, which was a couple years old, um, definitely Switch is a perfectly fine way to play it. Um, and I'm curious when we're going to get to that point where it's like, ooh, all right, let's 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 dial it back a little bit. I don't think we'll see Overwatch on Switch anytime soon. No. Uh, no. I think that's less because, of, like, the technical fidelity and more just the online infrastructure. I don't think, I, I think Either? Wolfenstein is a better looking game than Overwatch and I think it's a more technically impressive game than Overwatch. Well, Wolfenstein has that sort of like realistic look to yeah. it, right? Whereas Overwatch goes for almost like a cartoon. Sure, yeah, 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 the Pixar approach. To be able to right. play Overwatch, it requires the frame rate, you know, like it has to yeah. be really fun. Sure, it's competitive, yeah. it's it's multiplayer competitive, whereas right. this clearly isn't a multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think if Overwatch were ever to come on Switch, it would have to be at 60 frames per second because, yeah, I think so. because of that competitive mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna play Wolfenstein on the Switch probably. Oh, yeah. Have That's you good. not played it? I have not. Actually I'm waiting for it to come on Switch to play yeah. it. But if it if it's not looking that improved by the time it comes out, I'll just go on to the Xbox One mm-hmm. X. Just it is that. really good anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's a great yeah. game. Yeah. It's the, and it's the Nazis inaugural debut on Switch. Well, I'm curious to know what the chat uh, thinks about Wolfenstein 2 on Switch. Are you guys looking forward to it at all? Are you uh, planning on picking it up? And how do you feel about uh, Marty and Alana's comments or impressions on the Switch version? And also, yes, Nazis coming to Switch, (laughs) of course. But we'll get into that uh, topic a little bit later as well. Um, But also, real quick, before we move on, i got some people in the chat talking. Astral Ninja wants to get a shout-out for my hair. Thank you very much, Astral Ninja. (laughs) Really appreciate it. I worked hard on it this morning. That's why I was... uh, that's live yeah, hair right good. there. Yeah. It's live hair, yep. Um, and then also, uh, Sean939 has a question for Marty and Alana. How does Wolfenstein... Oh, I'm sorry. I, he, I already asked that question for Sean. You literally asked the question. Yeah, he wanted to know how Wolfenstein 2 uh, compares to Doom. preemptively answered that. Yes, yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, Evan uh, in the chat says, congrats on your final episode, Lily. What is your favorite memory from NBC? Real uh-huh. quick, tell us what's your favorite memory. Oh, man. Uh, I think it was the first time that I ever came on NBC and I talked about Splatoon 2. And uh, they played that game. I think so. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. But either way, we (laughs) we uh, pair invited me to join on. And uh, the one thing I got to talk about was like matchmaking and not being able to change gears. But I was so nervous and like I kept uh, fidgeting my hands and everything. But I felt so welcome. So shout outs to you guys. Thanks for making me feel welcome. What if you didn't leave? 
What? What if you didn't leave? I mean, what if that's our surprise? <laughs> is that you're not allowed to leave? Just somebody comes <laughs> in and just like chains me to the chair and is like, you cannot leave. I mean, I think that's technically imprisonment. That oh, well, I mean, right. you know, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Me too. that's fine. Just can you prison Lily? Someone? Well, what? <laughs> all right, don't. all right. Well. Uh, speaking of Dark Souls, which we talked about a little bit earlier, um, that apparently runs a lot better. You could have made a way cooler cameo if you were like, speaking of chains or like torturing people uh, or I know. enslaving people, <laughs> Dark Souls on Switch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, how did how was that? How was that experience? Because that's something that I'm extremely excited to get my hands on and finally try Was out. it remastered or not? I mean, it was yeah, yes. it was the remastered version. Yeah, uh, I think it's great. Yeah, mm -hmm. this one uh, I haven't played Dark Souls for a very long time. Is in the first one, but to me, felt exactly the same. Didn't how does have it, any frame rate problems at all? How does it feel playing it um, with the Joy-Con controllers in handheld mode? Like, did that Great. sort of deter you at all? No, or? not at all. I mean, it was uh, the only thing that was a little bit weird for me was figuring out some of the buttons that seemed different to every controller that I'm used to. But mm -hmm. uh, no, like I, I don't have any complaints. It felt like I forgot that I was holding a switch, which means that it nailed it, and I was just a mess yeah. in the wall. Nice. Yeah, I think nice. that button's thing is that just the Souls games have a weird, cumbersome live menu system. It could be just that I most recently played Dark Souls 3, yeah. and that's what I'm comparing it to, and this is aged. But Yeah, totally. Uh, and we got to play this. Um, we just got to play this undocked, handheld, mm -hmm. that yeah, some people handheld. say. Um, I'm a massive Dark Souls fan. I definitely championed for it to be... Uh, it was one of the top 25 games in our top 100 games of all time that we just put up, uh, and I think it. this is as good as any version of it to play. Um, I was completely infatuated being dropped uh, back into the Firelink Shrine and then going through the Undead Burg and fighting the Taurus Demon. Um, yeah, like you said, frame rate was still incredible. Like this game, it's 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 story and it's world uh, sort of world creation and level design and lore are all um, just tr like AAA, top tier in terms of any game that's been released in the last 10 years. Um, and like Skyrim, you know, this is a 2011 game that has been remastered and does you know run a little bit smoother and they've optimized some of the online things uh this runs perfectly on switch it yeah. runs just as well as it did on the uh you know on a ps4 version so that's really exciting the one thing that we weren't able to try out is uh if, if people played the original Dark Souls, uh, Blight Town is an area in the game that's sort of like this underground swamp basement that notoriously ran terribly on every console, ever. Yeah. Uh, the frame rate was just garbage. Everything was dark. It was horrible. You don't go down there, but you had to go down there. Um, we weren't able to get there yeah. in our demo, so that's the one thing where in any version of this remaster, we haven't been able to see if they've fixed that or not. Well, fingers crossed that they do. Hopefully we'll find out. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But just, I don't know, the idea of like, this, this, my Switch like is my travel companion. Mm -hmm. I played through all of Zelda on flights. I'm slow. I'm still pecking away. I'm like 450 moons into Mario. I got like five more in my flight back from uh, Boston. It's it's that thing that I just like having with me. And so the idea of having a game that means so much to me, like the original Dark Souls, with me at all times as I'm traveling as much as I do, uh, means a lot. Like the fact that I can roll a different character or you know re-experience these amazing bosses and and some of that multiplayer, which probably won't work on a plane. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know, you don't need that. Um, um, I don't know. That's really exciting to me. This is this is one of those last gen games that um, when they first announced the Switch, I was like, man, I wonder if this could ever come there. And now that it is, I'm I'm so happy. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Very good. Very yeah. exciting stuff. Cool. Um, well, speaking of <clears throat> excuse me, voice mm -hmm. crack. Uh, speaking of Dark Souls like games coming to Switch. Sinner, Sacrifice of Redemption, has recently been announced uh, that it is coming to the Nintendo Switch. And 
It's also another Dark, Soul, uh, Dark Souls-inspired uh, action RPG, uh, but this one's a little different mm-hmm. now. It's not necessarily a game that uh, is works like Dark Souls, where there's minor enemies that you fight your way through, and then you get to a boss, and then, you know, this one more so focuses on the boss aspect mm-hmm. of the Dark Souls-like mm-hmm. gameplay. And Marty, I know that you've actually gotten a little hands-on time yeah. with the PC version yes, of this yes, game, yes. right? Yeah. Cool. So the way this, yeah, the way it works is it's... Uh, Mechanically, it, it plays a lot like a Souls game in terms of uh, it's a third-person action game with a stamina meter and a health meter, and you're fighting these massive bosses. Um, again, I know that sounds like a cliche at this point, but it does feel like a Souls game where you're playing it. But um, it's more of a boss rush game, like right. uh, which we've seen a lot of indies like Jotun like, and like Fury? Souls and Fury, yeah, 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 where there's a hub, and uh, pretty much what you're doing is just fighting these bosses. But the one cool thing about it is, uh, which is in its name, the Sacrifice for Redemption is... Each boss, when you go into it, you sort of you have to make a sacrifice, and it's a permanent sacrifice, and it's something like it cuts your HP meter in half, or it slows down your stamina, uh, you know, recovery, or it halves the use of consumable items you have, and that sticks with you the rest of the game. So ostensibly, every time you beat a boss, you become weaker. Oh wow! And like your character becomes weaker, your your abilities have been weakened. But the whole thing is, you know, in theory, you're becoming better at the game, and you are becoming more mechanically sound. Better um, with less. So you're getting weaker. The bosses are probably getting more difficult. Yeah. My guess is that the bosses probably don't get stronger. You know how like a lot of games, just the HP gets higher. They just end up having way, way, way more health. My guess is that doesn't happen. It's right. Yeah. It feels yeah. almost like Mega Man, to where you can choose yeah. the order you want, and so. Yeah. You sort of have to decide, like, oh, if I'm, like, garbage at stamina management, I'm going to hold that one off to the end so that I could still maintain that throughout uh, this boss rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do, like, I like the aesthetic. If you're watching the video version, it's up here mm-hmm. right now. Like, it does, this boss right here sort of has these two phases, and it feels a little bit like the the uh, Queen of Hearts from uh, Alice in Wonderland. So I don't, it Not just reminds that. me a little bit of Alice Madness Returns, which is a game that I feel like Alana, you and I are the only people who ever bring up. I just got to say it too, real quick. The way she switches her, I think she just switched her phase, or mm-hmm. she, she yeah. took her head off, yeah, she which is cool, and yeah. put another head on. Yeah, cool. yeah. she goes from uh, sort of a red color to a to a black color completely. She has two different health bars and completely different attacks. Um, and so, yeah, we get a lot of these games, and I don't know. I personally think it's super interesting and and I like that Souls-like is becoming a genre that's maybe overused as much as like Metroidvania, but as someone who likes both those genres, I'm totally fine with it. I was talking to Chloe Rad, who actually did uh, mm-hmm. a preview for that. Chloe Rad's another editor here at IGN, and she, I think that was her gameplay footage too that you guys were watching if you're yeah. checking out the video. Um, and she told me that um, she thinks it's an interesting game, but she was a little sort of um, frustrated with how the camera work handled. Like it's not, you can't even move the camera. It's essentially yeah. just locked onto the bosses. Yeah, right? which we're hoping that was an early build sort of mm-hmm. bug um, because the game was initially supposed to come out um, on other platforms in like two weeks at the end of April mm-hmm. um, and oh, then it got pushed okay. to Nebulous Q3. They were like, it's coming to Switch and we're like, yay. And we're like, Q3 and we're like, okay, okay. <laughs> fix fix the camera. Yeah, <laughs> Fix the camera and you could totally Q3 it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just, I don't know, cool to see more support for games like this come to Switch. Awesome, very cool. Well, I'd like to get uh, a poll started on IGN.com and, and just kind of get your opinion, the community, and find out uh, what's your take on you know games like Wolfenstein, Dark Souls, and now uh, Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. And we also have like South Park Fractured Butthole coming out in just a couple weeks. <laughs> Uh, what's your guys' take on all of these sort of mature or violent games coming to Switch? Are you supportive of that, um, or are you sort of against it? Do you want Nintendo to maintain their um, 
or sort of innocence or their the innocent feel of their consoles and games like let me know i'm really curious to see what you guys uh say about that topic as well and what, what's your take on it guys do you like seeing All these more? It. Give yeah. me the violent video games. Yeah. You know, I like the variety that the console has, and I think that like it's to the Switch's merit that it isn't being accidentally marketed as just kids only. So, yeah. Yeah, they have the labo. Right. We can have murder. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's easy to forget. And the like, labo. <laughs> it's easy to focus on stuff like labo and like the like Wii Fit and stuff like that. But you know, Nintendo had like the Capcom Five with um, the GameCube, where they had they debuted Resident Evil Four and Killer Seven and Piano Three, which mm-hmm. were overtly violent and sexual and scary games. Uh, and so I and those games were all critically and commercially received well. Mm-hmm. So I would yeah I would totally I I, I think the Switch is a is a it should be a home for everything. It's the Ellis Island of video game consoles. <laughs> I'm in complete agreement with both of them. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, I want all the violence. <laughs> I want Cuphead on Switch. And that's that not would be that, cool. That's not like not that violent. Fun. I only get to say this like one or two times here, okay? So let me have to this. bring up okay. the CH word? Yes. Yeah. You get to bring up Cuphead. Yeah, Cuphead. We'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, personally, I mean, I, I totally agree with you guys. I think the more diversity on Switch, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important that a console has that type of diversity to attract a wider audience. And in turn, it's just going to help the console grow. So I'm all for it. But uh, we got to move on to the GameStop news, uh, which is, you know, like I said, it's not always a fun thing when GameStop is in the news. But <laughs> this this just so happens to be an interesting story that I was really excited to share with you guys. So the CEO of uh, GameStop has sort of come out and um, is said that he's excited about unannounced Switch games that are going to make 2018 a much stronger year for Nintendo, uh, similar to how 2017 was. So he basically told investors that the Switch um, has been strong throughout 2017 with big releases like Mario and Zelda leading the way. But then he went on to say that 2018 will be lifted by games that have not been announced yet. So obviously... Uh, you know, GameStop is a retail store. They're one of the biggest dedicated gaming retail stores in the United States. Uh, so they they constantly do like a lot of advertising. They constantly have a lot of uh, marketing ahead of time. So they do talk with, you know, game developers, game companies. And I'm very confident that he probably is aware of, you know, certain titles that most people are not that, you know. Even we aren't. Exactly. Yeah. That even we aren't uh, that are coming to Switch. So, I mean, I have a couple guesses as to what he could be thinking of. Uh, you know, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Pokemon coming to Switch this year. Uh, there's been a lot of recent rumors about Animal Crossing possibly hitting this year. Um, and, you know, also just more third parties stepping up to the plate and joining Switch. What are some games that uh, you guys, and as well as uh, the chat, you know, think could be some of these unannounced games that are hitting the Switch this year? I for sure want Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would love a Pokemon Snap if we could get that, but I'll also take a mainline Pokemon. But it is a, a struggle for them to go from, you know, really use, utilizing the jewel screen for the mainline Pokemon series to then having to figure out how to do that on Switch. They really have to change the UI, like, quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think yeah. they could do it, and that that's the thing that I want. I'm thinking... I'm thinking more like for Pokemon um, back in GameCube. I think it's like Pokemon Calcium or it's like you had a specific character and you had an Eevee and that Eevee could evolve into something else and you would go around. I don't remember the name of it, but I would like a Pokemon game like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we haven't seen one. I wish I remembered the name, but we haven't <laughs> seen one like that in a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hoping that they go back to the GameCube version and kind of implement that to the Switch. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Pokemon Stadium for all those multiplayer yeah. games would be cool too. Well, I think what, isn't Pokemon Pokemon tournament like that? Or mm, no, Stadium. Because no. yeah, Stadium you imported different. your uh, Pokemon Game Boy 
like your actual critters into that game and they battled and then there was hella really oh, good mini games. Yeah, it's the mini games I'm talking about yeah. wanting. Yeah. Like that you would just be great on games? multiple switches. Get rid yeah. of Mario Party. I mean, just bring back Pokemon Stadium. Don't That's Mario Party is also a good one. You say that. No, they got rid of Mario Party. They just did it. We just it's breaking. No. They just yeah, they just canceled it. As long as they Lies. don't bring back <laughs> Mario Party nine and ten to the Switch, I'm okay with that. Mario Party two is I think the best one. Yes. And that would be the one that I would want. I want Mario time. Party three or five or any of them if they're gonna not four. Not, yeah, what's, not. what did four, like, no even numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even Mario Party 1 would be pretty cool, but not Mario really Party hot. 9 and 10. Those are garbage. They kind of don't count as Mario Party in my mind. No, they're, like, it's they're just the like, way. everybody get in a car and we're all going to go on this. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Mario Party would be great, but I think the bigger hit, the big hitters are the ones you mentioned, Pokemon, Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. And, I mean, we could even say Bayonetta 3, Metroid Prime 4, like, those are in the running too. Like mm -hmm. those are the ones that you think far, like way far ahead. They might come out, but I mean, it could happen. I mean, this is he's talking some big game here. So yeah. I would think the big game is probably we should think outside of the Nintendo bubble. Like yeah. maybe there are third parties coming out this year. Yeah, Red Dead. Maybe like Ooh. there'll be a version of Red Dead on the yeah. Switch. Like maybe it's that big. That so Reggie's exciting. gonna bring out a cowboy hat. And be like, yeah, you guys aren't ready. For so, this. <laughs> so I don't. I'm not holding my breath in terms of first party stuff. I'm not holding my breath for uh, the core Pokemon or Metroid games to be this year. Um, I think what we saw last oh, I think year, we might get an announcement for Pokemon this oh, year. Oh, we might get news at E3, but I do yeah. not think we're gonna get a 2018 release. Uh, yeah, that being said, when you said third parties, uh, I totally agree with Rockstar. I don't think we'll get Red Dead 2, but I think now is the time for GTA 5. You know, GTA 5 is going to probably cross 100 million this year, and I totally think will. on the back of a switch it could absolutely blow that out of the water um yeah i don't know exactly game. how gta online would work on switch but i think core gta 5 could work just fine yeah. so that's the thing too is like rockstar has they've recently re released their sort of sales report uh you know displaying all of their sales for gta 5 across all consoles um and it's done exceptionally well it's 90 million sold to date which is an insane number when yeah. you think yeah. about it it's also i think uh the most profitable entertainment Property uh, like ever. Of, yeah, ever made. Right. So, which is insane. And, yeah. the, and they've gone on record to say that they want to hit that 100 million mark. You oh, know, switch They then. definitely want to get to 100 million. So, I mean, my best guess would be the best way to do that would be to release on Switch. Yeah. You know, and 100%. Be, I yeah. would totally be fine getting like just the core GTA 5 experience without GTA yeah. Online. That's like yeah. a campaign rules. Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally down with and it. And again, I'd a giant again. open yeah. world game that you can, you know, pop into and out of when yeah. you're traveling on, on commutes, on planes. Um, and let's yeah. not forget, too, it came out on PS3 and Xbox 360, yeah. so we know yeah. it probably will run That's pretty my well. Question, oh, it's totally. so big, but I'm sure it could. It's a 2013 game. Like, I totally yes. think it could run on this. Yeah. But I, would it be the biggest open world that's currently available on Switch without I mean, a loading screen? Yes. Well, yeah, Breath, I don't know. Bigger Breath than of the Skyrim. Wild is pretty big. Yeah. That is true, but yeah. less populated is the thing. Yes. It's yes. like GTA is, is a big open world that's very dense. And, but it, it is a 2013 game. Like, and I'm like sure. Nintendo almost doesn't count because they do like magic under the hood. Like, I don't understand how, how Mario Odyssey and Zelda's file sizes are so small. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. mind boggling. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They have um, a compression file that none of us know Exactly. About. They have like a third, they have a, a button next to right click. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's something like, like an auxiliary save as. Save as super small. I think uh, I think two of Nintendo's strongest third-party supporters so far have been uh, Ubisoft, which we saw with uh, you know Rabbids as one of the best games on the Switch right now. Um, I'm hoping we Bethesda? see, yeah, 
So for Ubisoft, I'm hoping we see another new IP or maybe like a connection with Nintendo. And then seeing an AC game or a Watch Dogs game come to Switch. Like maybe not Origins, but maybe it's the Ezio collection. Maybe it's Watch Dogs 2. Um, and then, yeah, Bethesda, I think, uh, I totally think we could see Fallout 4 on here. Um, this does say unannounced Switch games, though. Yeah. So the CEO is, is does that... Do you guys think that that means games that haven't been announced for the Switch or unannounced games? Because I'm hoping it means unannounced games. I don't so, want us to same. keep getting old games, you know? Same. I'm hoping you, we... Pikmin so someone is it? Well, Pikmin Four, like God? quasi. Well, we don't know if Pikmin Four actually exists because we don't know if it became Hey You Pikmin. Or no, what was it called? Yeah, Hey You Pikmin, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, the game from the GameCube was Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. That doesn't sound. Wow, real. I can't believe you couldn't remember that ridiculous title, <laughs> Pokemon XD. Haha. Uh, but we ne we never know what Bethesda is really going to come out within a certain year until E3, and then they drop everything on us. If they could give us an announcement that was like, we have whatever this game is, and it's also coming to Switch day one, I think that would be huge. Yeah, and very totally. cool because they, they really, really have a partnership. What if there's a game called Skyrim's? Skyrim. Just not not Skyrim, but Skyrim. It's Elder Scroll. Elder Scroll. Skyrim. Elder Scroll. Skyrim's. Ooh, Elder Scroll, the first one prequel. I think that could happen. It's probably not going to happen. What about, well, Morrowind just came back to uh, Xbox, so yeah. it's on Xbox. What about Fall In? They just start going backwards with their games yeah. and don't release like any Benjamin new ones. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. No, that's I don't want that at all. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, so Astral Ninja X uh, in the chat says, if we get Animal Crossing this year alongside Fire Emblem and Smash Bros., I'll be so very happy. Mm -hmm. You and me both. Galifianakis in the chat says, a brand new 2D Mario game will rock the stores or even a new Mario Maker. I need those in my life. Also, some great 2D Zelda. That's all I want. Mm. Zach Galifianakis is in chat? Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Crazy Diamond 75, last one. He says, uh, I want Animal Crossing to be full 3D, not the isometric view that it's had in the past. I'd like that a lot. Yeah, that mm -hmm. would be really right. cool. Yeah, and I think that they could do it. Um, I, I feel like there's very little stopping that from happening, you know? Like, it's the way that New Leaf was, it would have worked perfectly. But I'm hoping that they announce Animal Crossing and that their booth is like the little town and you have like Tom Nook and Timmy and Tommy and all of them. You have to pay real human money to get into their booth. Yeah, what is the town? <laughs> hey, here's name. Here's Twi uh, Isabel. Isabel. Yeah. yeah, just be like, hi, Isabel, here's a uh, $100. Can yeah. I come into I don't your know, like, what Sorry the, about that time that I lied to you and told you that my 3DS battery ran out when really I forgot to save. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the difference, like what's, what's the currency change from like a bell to a dollar? I think it depends. You can play, it, you can play it like a stock. Oh. So it depends. It's huge. Yeah, bells yeah. are like it's just like Bitcoin before Bitcoin, really. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Andrew, write it up. <laughs> yeah, I think one bell is like five thousand yen, which is like ten rupees or something like that. Yeah, which so is ten, 10 rupees, yeah. which is four coins. So yeah, it would be four coin, which is like twenty five cents here. So it's like a dollar. Yeah. So wow. make the math there. I don't know. Yeah, that's why all that's why all this business school. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's keep moving forward here. Now, uh, one of the bigger news stories to come out this week, and something that totally took me by surprise because I wasn't expecting this, uh, is that a hacker by the name of Bernardo Giordano, or actually, I, would, I wouldn't call him a hacker. I'd call him a computer engineer who hacks in his spare time. Hacks. That's a hacker. If you hack in your spare time, aren't you a hacker? I mean, I'm yeah. not a murderer. I just kill in my spare time. <laughs> well, I mean, he knows he knows his stuff. He's obviously, you know, been to school. He's a computer engineer. And, um, and he's he's pre Yeah, he's previously worked on uh, Checkpoint, which is a known user-friendly save manager for the 3DS, and PKSM, which is a Pokemon save manager. And he essentially rewrote the entirety mm. of Checkpoint to work with Switch, which is 
really, really interesting and totally fascinating. I can't believe that he actually got a 3DS software to work like that on Switch. Um, now, the thing is, it's currently unavailable to the public, but it will be the source code will be uploaded at a later date this year. So right now, only like trusted hackers have this capability. Trusted computer engineers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not it's not a real like cloud save system. It's more like backing up to your SD card, mm-hmm. um, which is you know I'd be happy if we had that. Better than what it is now. Exactly. Cloud save is the ultimate goal for sure, but. I mean, I think you were here when I was trying to do it. I had played a bunch of games on one of IGN's Switches and was trying to get them over to my own Switch, and it was just very frustrating to have to do. Like, you yeah. have to, there's multiple steps to get it done, and it's like, what happens if you lose your Switch? You're like, oh, you've lost it all. Yeah. Like, if you could back up and have multiple saves, I think that would, like, really comfort a lot of people if they could back up their 500 hours in Zelda or something. Yeah, I mean, oh, same yeah. thing, like, Brian did, turned in a save, in, or turned in a Switch to Nintendo when uh, he had a problem, I think, with the charging cable. Yeah. And he, he lost his uh, Breath of yeah. the Wild save. Yeah, and Johnston and everything. got his, his Switch stolen. Yeah. And, right, yeah. It sucks. Yeah. yeah that's it's, what makes me It's funny it, because we know all these simple sort of hardware-level uh the quality of life things that we take for granted in a lot of other consoles will come to Switch eventually. We right. Um, yes, yeah, like, like we know online's coming in a couple months, and we are hoping that it's uh, you know it's it's compatible and, and sort of at the same level that a lot of the like PS4 and Xbox One things are. Uh, but it's funny that with Nintendo, th- th- all they have to do is announce things like this, and we get excited. Like, and I, that's, I don't mean that like in a negative way. I mean that in a positive way. Like if they look at something like this and are like, oh, people are gravitating towards a thing like this. Let's implement a legal and safe and just downloadable way for people to do this. This guy didn't do this for Nintendo, right? No. He did no. this in his spare time. So yeah. there's no reason for us to think that Nintendo endorses it at all. No, no they, oh, they definitely they totally do don't. And yeah. so therefore he would not release it publicly, especially if he has worked with them before and intends to work with them again. The idea that it, it can function is great, but mm. I don't think that we should be excited about this. No, I mean, fans d- translated Mother 3 into English and, uh, 12 years ago. And so that that didn't hurt. I mean, this might push Nintendo to actually like do something. It's true, possibly. I mean, that's like my way of thinking of it positively. Just being like, instead of implementing the source code, like it's like putting pressure on them. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. Well, here's the thing: is like Nintendo has this sort of undying fear of piracy um, for their console, and And it's happened to them a lot. Exactly. Yeah, it's totally you know, it's totally understandable that they have that fear. But at the same time, like other consoles like PS3 or PS4 and Xbox One, like they have that ability to back up your saves, not only to a cloud, but to like a memory card or, or you know, external hard storage, drive, yeah. hard drive. Right. Um, so like, let's say the online service launches in September and we get we finally get cloud saves. Uh, that'll be great. But is that going to be locked behind the paywall of like a $20 a year subscription? Like what about well, those years? People? Like not even that bad. Right. Yeah. But I mean, for some people, it might be, you know Isn't what I mean? It's locked behind. Uh, you have to have PS Plus. Locked behind PS Plus. Yeah, yeah, so it would be the same thing. So essentially, yeah. So essentially, like you have to pay to have your saves protected. Um, yeah, which is a little unfortunate. Uh, because at least PlayStation offers the option to save on an external hard drive. Yes, that's true. And you know, Nintendo knows that the Switch is a portable console. It's not. It's not a PlayStation. It's not an Xbox that just sits at home. Like you carry this thing with you. So there, it's very likely that something could happen to it, whether you drop it in your breaks or you yeah. just lose it. They just have us just, by the Switch at oh, this. So point. It's, thinking it's, about it makes me anxious. Like, yeah, I have so so much data on that that console at this point that I'm like, please just be well, safe. And like, the thing yeah. about the, the handheld nature of it file. is, you know, we're gonna get 
an iteration, an iteration of it sooner rather than later. That it's not like going to be a Switch Two, but it may be a little bit thinner or DS look Lite, different. The DSi, exactly, or like have a cool skin or have a better battery life. And I know I personally would be a lot more, I'd be a, mo- a lot more apt to hop into a new and improved Switch than I would like a traditional console. I well, think that was the first thing when we were talking about this that that I could see happening is that it's that the Switch zero point two is the one that they lock cloud saves behind. Because Nintendo do iterate on consoles a lot. Mm-hmm. That's something that they're actually quite good at. That they're good at making people buy the hardware and, and making it appealing every time. And it could or get even the software. Point. Like we've bought That's Mario One a thousand times. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how many times I've bought the original Zelda. Like mm-hmm. it's it's absurd. And they're they're very good at that. So it, it could end up being worst case scenario of a, situ- a situation where it's like, oh, you have to get the next switch to get cloud saves. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I'm hoping But it would be smart. <laughs> I'm hoping a lot of these things are going to be bundled with the online service. Yeah. Maybe I'm hoping a little too much, but I do think when that rolls out, hopefully it's like, hey, this is why it's been taking so long. This is why we've been a little bit silent about this. But if you pay us this relatively small yearly fee, here's all of the quality of life uh, improvements you'll get. I really just want uh, to be able to have like a chat service while on a plane. Like, so you could talk to other people who plane. have their switches and like, Hello, plane like get a game together plane. of like yeah. Mario Kart while you're on the plane. Like, wouldn't cool. that be awesome? Do you ever be use, like, hey, this seat, like, hang Do you ever out. use in-flight <laughs> chat and pretend you're someone else? I tell people that no, this is former it, President Barack Obama. I have <laughs> even chat, no. Yeah. I tried to do it once, I think, to Andrew Goldfarb, and I got one seat too far, and I sent it to a stranger. So they thought Barack Obama. Did they Obama. believe you? Probably. Mm, Ooh, Sean939 Sean has a really good question in the chat. He says, do you think they'll make a Switch Mini or a 1080 Switch screen? In terms of Switch Mini, I think people mostly want the opposite, right? People keep asking for a bigger Switch. Like a larger screen? Yeah, well, I mean, Jose spoke about that. That dude's got big hands. Mm -hmm. It's like, how is he supposed to... Got big hands. Anyone who has big hands, it's like an awkward thing to hold. So I I imagine, I can see a Switch Mini happening, but I would imagine that a Switch XL is more likely. Mm -hmm. Right. Or like thinner and bigger. Thinner and bigger, yeah. I would like to see a Switch that <laughs> keeps the same sort of size, um, but the screen itself gets bigger, whereas like the bezels just get smaller. Sure, you know? yeah, so I can we, totally see that. And yeah. like you know, hopefully, like in not only 1080p, but an OLED display would mm-hmm. be really nice. Yeah. yeah, you know, something to really flesh out playing in in handheld mode and incentivize people to do that more. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that they need it, but sure. yeah, man, I would love an OLED display. Like, oh, the only way Ooh. that I play it is yeah. in handheld yeah. mode, pretty much. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still have one of the like launch Vitas, and yeah. I'm those screens are so. Right. that thing. Yeah, I love are. the screen. Yeah. It's still good. I, I get worried that every t- like that's leading to my blindness. I'm like, ooh, you're so bright. And then every once in a while, I'm like, am, am I going blind because of you? <laughs> yeah. It's because yeah. of the Vita. It's fine. Remember that. Tell it's your kids fine. about that. Because of the Vita. <laughs> All right. Well, those are the uh, main leading topics, but we have a lot of games to talk about. Hopefully, we can get through most of them. Uh, but we're going to start off with our pick of the week this week, which it might not be a surprise to some of you, but <laughs> drum roll, yeah, let's get a drum roll. What? Don't starve. Whoa, wow, what which a shock. just announced. Also, just generally great advice. Yeah. yeah. Don't eat. starve. Yeah. Eat food. You gotta eat. Yeah. Gotta eat. Um, but uh, yeah, Don't Starve, which was just announced last week, yeah. is yeah. now out on Switch. I like wow. that. I really like mm-hmm. when a game is just like, there's no wait time for release. It's like they yeah. announce it and then it's either there that day or within the month or whatever. Really cool. Um, Lily, you played a bunch of it on Switch yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Alana, you played a little bit of it today, I did. I, believe. I yeah. played quite a bit of it on PC, yeah. and so today was like checking how it is on Switch, and I thought it was great. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's awesome, and uh, I was telling you, I kind of wish they had Don't Starve Together on 
uh, the Switch because, but that then again, that's like really tough because you, online you need to make stuff. a yeah. server for it. You need to save that mm-hmm. server and all this stuff. But I thought it was awesome. I love it. I think I survived. Uh, how many days? Like four days yeah, with this one because I accidentally lit stuff on fire and then stole a, <laughs> an egg from a tall bird and then the tall bird went after me and it, it was just all bad. But um, yeah, it, it pretty much plays just like the PC version. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tons of fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just really wish there was a Don't Starve Together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's Shipwrecked. Shipwrecked is on there too, Yeah, which is awesome because I think that's, uh, if you're tired of like this type of stuff, then you can go on a beach and starve yeah. there. Don't yeah, and Shipwrecked <laughs> was Cappy developed that who did like Super Time Force and were doing Below, so like a really beloved developer. Uh, yeah, and it gives you the option when you start the game to choose if you want to have Shipwrecked enabled or not. And I think that's really yeah. cool too. But I, I completely agree. I think it's just like the PC version. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, that art style would translate to almost anything. But I think it looks great. Uh, yeah. This is this is an excellent port. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's also one of those games. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of like Stardew Valley and and sort of other games of this ilk that. Uh, the people who've become hooked on it play this game for so long. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking to a dev at PAX who was talking about how like you look at like some, some for some people the average playtime in this game is like well over a hundred hours. So it's almost like Binding of Isaac or yeah. again Stardew Valley, where like people view this as a sort of like a, a part of their life instead of a game that you play for four hours and then and then uh, put away. So I have a feeling a lot of people are going to put this on their Switch and just it's going to have a permanent place there. You know, I think I will be that person. Yeah. Sure. Stuff is on yeah. fire. You're watching. Uh, yeah, this is Lily's uh, Wait, good play here. <laughs> Just to clarify, I, mean, I don't know if we should sort of to people who don't because Don't Starve has been a big game on on every other platform. Totally. But if you yeah. don't know, it's a uh, it's a roguelike uh, you know survival heavy game where you sort of wake up in this strange uh, artistic version of the underworld. There's a lot of birds. There's a lot of birds, Some and you wheat. have to you have to titular Don't Starve. Yes. Uh, but it's also sort of about uh, it's foraging for resources and it's sort of building a community, but then also working your way further into the story and realizing, are you in hell? Who are these people here? Yeah, What's going there on? is a there is a legitimate story to it. It kind of throws you into the world without kind of with no introduction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So the point is, like, I think after thirty days, you get the first like chapter of the story. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to get through those thirty days and survive. And within like fifteen days, you might get a bunch of pack of dogs that come after you or something's going to come after you. And it's really interesting because it's, that doesn't happen. Like I can have that happen to me, but Philip can play the game and it won't happen to him. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those games that's sort of bred for uh, really interesting dynamic stories. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of resource management, but it is, you're right. It's different for everyone who plays it. And that also makes it really replayable yourself too. So it's a lot of fun. Definitely recommend it. Cool. Well, that's our pick of the week. You can pick it up now. It's out on the eShop. So make sure you download it if you have not had a chance to play it yet, even though it's been out on pretty much every possible way you could play Mm -hmm. that game. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's out on Switch. So every week we have a pick of the week and every week we have a skip of the week. Now, what is our skip of the week? So excited to tell you guys about this one this week. What is it? (laughs) Uh, This one is called Deep Ones. uh, And it's, there was a demo available for it about a month ago uh, on the eShop. So some of you might have already had a chance to check it out. Uh, and I'm sorry if you did. Was this why you, when I was like, hey, can I can I borrow the Switch? You were like, oh, maybe don't play that one. Yeah, just go ahead and <laughs> skip that one. Uh, you literally told me to skip it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not, uh, not the greatest game. Now, it sort of pitches itself as a uh, 2D style Metroidvania. And if you're watching the video, you can see it now on screen. Um, and it's got, and 
an interesting art style to it, I guess. It looks I like it like was the made art style at all. Yeah, it looks like it was made in the Light Bright engine, yeah. uh, which is what I've <laughs> been calling it. Uh, it's okay. I mean, th- th- from aesthetics, but I mean, oh, gameplay no. wise, oh, I'm just not into this game uh, at all. It's it's very minimal, and it's one of those games that just kind of like uh, shows up on Switch, and I feel like. I don't want to say it takes advantage of the platform, but I, I honestly don't know how some of these games get uh, past clearance and, and uh, you know, make it on the eShop because there just isn't there isn't a lot really happening here. And I've ran into so many bugs just while playing mm. through uh, the first couple parts of the game. Do you think there is a market for this game? Like, do you think if you like this kind of game, you might actually like it? No, honestly, Uh-oh. I really you, don't. I'm just trying to find a positive. I feel like if you, <laughs> like, if you suffered make. a head injury in 1984 and didn't realize that there were consoles after the Commodore 64, then maybe you'd like to really dig this. <laughs> But for anyone who knows that the I NES, that. that the NES and everything after the NES exists, uh, it seems like all good. you're doing is jumping. Yeah, that's essentially what the game is. Now, like I said, it it paints itself as a Metroidvania, but you're not really going around back and forth. It's more of a platformer than anything, mm-hmm. is what it feels like, and it and it feels like a very limited platformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's no real way to attack enemies unless you pick up a harpoon gun, which only has one shot in it, and um, so you have to choose wisely. But then, then again, like you can't really even kill every single enemy in the game, so it's a little confusing. And I wish it would be a little bit more handholdy because it's not at all. Like you sort of have to um, figure out what's happening as you play, and it, you know, the story itself kind of feels lost within the gameplay. So mm-hmm. it, there's just not really a whole lot going on here. Um, I like did, that big fishbone. Did you encounter? Oh, did you encounter? Elevator. Did you encounter any of the deep ones? Uh, Are no. we the deep ones? <laughs> I think that is how it works because you do go deeper place? and deeper as you play through the game. Oh, Could be the sunken place. Sunken place. Oh, is yeah. a crab there? Terrifying. No. Yeah. yeah. Can you oh. the crab. Oh, oh the crab. Ah. Oh. Well, to anyone listening to the audio version, I'm yep. sorry. But that's <laughs> the uh, yeah. That's our skip of the week this week. Okay. Deep ones. Uh, Definitely don't check this one out on Switch. Uh, but there are some games that I do think you should still check out that were released this year, or this week, excuse me. Uh, one of them is Masters of Anima, which uh, I believe is out already. If not, it's coming out either today or tomorrow at some point. But this one is really cool. Uh, it's kind of like... Um, the, the name of the game totally escapes me. I might be able to remember it later. But essentially what you do is you play as this uh, mage-like person who has the ability to summon minions. Um, and so they can essentially control them to take down bosses and take down uh, monsters and obstacles. Or to just follow you. Or just, yeah, did you so get a chance to play it Yeah, well? and I really liked it, actually. Yeah, yeah, Is this a little bit like Overlord? Yes, that's yeah. the game. That's the game I was thinking about. I really yeah. liked the and script. Yeah. Um, the no. voice acting was cute, I thought. Uh, I liked the character. The one thing that I really didn't like about it is, if you're watching the video version, the things that are on screen, there are certain basically environments that you can't walk on that your minions can, and you just have to send them to get rid of these crystals so you can keep moving, which really just means you just stand there for a long time. Right, because you're not very strong at all. Yeah, you'll die if you try and go there, so it's like, okay, I'm just going to stand and wait for 10 seconds. I didn't like that. Uh, I'm sure there's less and less of that as you get more of the um, anima and you, you go through the game, but initially I found that I don't know, very annoying. Like, yeah. I just want to keep going. Yeah, it definitely, um, it, it's a little bit of a slower pace, especially in the beginning, but uh, if you're watching the video, you can see right now, I've got two different sets of anima. Uh, one of them are just, uh, they're they're sort of like halt, like little 
pal paladin hulks or whatever that work as tanks, um, and the others are archers, but you collect so many of them throughout the game as you play. There's like six or seven in yeah, total. Yeah, it's worth mentioning that you can either send one, or you can send all of them, or you can select a group to send, like RTS style, where you just pick, I want these ones to go over here, and that felt really smooth. Yeah. Um, there are ultimately a lot of commands. Like, you can also kill all of them if you want to, so wipe them all out, but it, it never felt overwhelming. Controls are really simple, very intuitive, so yeah. it was uh, very easy to pick up. It's almost like there's a lot of action, happen action happening on screen, but it feels almost like it's a puzzly action game because you're using a lot of strategy. Mm -hmm. um, and there's multiple ways to take down bosses um, depending on which anima you bring in. So it's really interesting. I, I was really surprised by this game in particular. I wasn't expecting uh, very much. I think I was too when you were like, yeah, we'll be talking about this, and then I tried it and was like, oh, I, I can see myself playing this for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, okay, yeah. I liked it quite a lot. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to actually actually playing through the entirety of mm -hmm. that one. So definitely check it out. Masters of Anima uh, should be out on Switch this week. So um, another one that came out uh, is Super Daryl Deluxe. Now, a lot of you guys in the community have been asking us to talk about this game. So I'm I'm excited to talk about it. I'm not as excited to uh, really go back and play it or keep <laughs> playing it. Uh, did you get a chance to play this one? No, I did see the art style looked really cool. The art style looks cool. It looks really cool um, when you see some screenshots or if you see it in motion. It looks even. so cool. It looks almost like an MTV like cartoon from the yeah. late yeah. 90s. Totally. This is... This is, uh, as I called it, Napoleon Dynamite meets Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, exactly. Okay, where does it get bad? Um, well, it's like I, everything you're doing. No, yeah. I, honestly, I like most of the stuff that's in this game. I like the way, uh, I like the combat system. It's a Metroidvania with light RPG elements. Mm -hmm. And so you're playing as this guy named Daryl, um, who... Super Daryl? Super Daryl, yeah, he becomes super, who uh, who is essentially trying to figure out the mysteries of what's happening in within his high school. He's a high school student. Um, so, like, you go into the different rooms uh, of your high school, and the whole high school acts as, like, the, the hub world of the... Metroidvania type map um, and you go into like let's say science classroom and then the science classroom itself you can see is all warped up and it turns into this sort of like weird uh, laboratory style with, with with what you're seeing on screen right now of like an actual sciencey type environment and same goes for like uh, the music uh, classroom if you go into that then you're fighting like musical enemies okay, and repeat, it's all themed out this looks awesome and sounds awesome <laughs> where does it get bad <laughs> um, the gameplay itself is it's not fun the the story is is a little weak uh, in my opinion um, the questing system is all over the place I'm not too crazy about it I constantly found myself in search of what to do next even mm -hmm. though it, you can see in the top right like corner like a lack of direction kind of yeah yeah, like not great direction, not not like a little overwhelming. Like it throws a bunch of mechanics at you all at once, and you don't really know what to do with all of them. Yeah. Um, the menus within the game are really frustrating to get through. But most of all, like the, the, my biggest gripe and what really makes this game hard to recommend to everybody uh, is just that it's not very fun to play. Like the combat system, like fighting enemies uh, with all the different abilities that you have, it just doesn't feel like it works very well for this style of a game. Like what is the combat? Style. Is it just tapping or like yeah. what, what makes it not fun? So you can see, um, you can see uh, 
in its bottom left, I guess you can't see it now because we're in an inventory. Damn it, menu. <laughs> oh, menus. <laughs> there you go. Uh, in the bottom left corner of the screen, you can see like I have one attack, which is like a punch attack. This is the very beginning of the game. Um, but as you play, you earn more attacks. And so each of them are on a cooldown system mm -hmm. and actually like making connections with the enemies with those attacks, like hitting them uh, is not, it, do it doesn't feel good. It just, it feels very like sloppy. That you're doing there. It, it, it's almost like when you get in, like if you were slap fighting somebody, like, right next to you. It's like gotcha. the punches are going all over the place. You're not like really sure like what's connecting. It's almost connecting. like when you get into a slap fight. I'm like, I'm 31. I don't get into a lot of You don't ever get into slap fights? I don't know. Not, not really. No. I think you have my a brother? I, I think my <laughs> slap fight. He's 36. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I feel like we're adults at this point. You probably shouldn't slap fight. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's it's... Not the greatest, uh, it's definitely not the greatest Metroidvania I've played. It's probably my least favorite one. Like, I even like Dandara on Switch much more. I can hear, like, it's not the greatest. Might actually be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's 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 not my style of game. Like, I usually like Metroidvanias. Like, I'm a huge fan of Metroid. I'm a huge fan of um, Axiom Verge, Castlevania, things like Metroid that. Metroid and Vania. Yeah, but Super Daryl is just not, is not cutting it for me. I like its name. I also like that I had the chutzpah to call it Deluxe. Like, it feels like it's a game. It's like calling your game something Game of Year edition yeah. when it comes out. I like that. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. Appreciate it. But, um, yeah, we're, we're running out of time here. We've only got about 10 minutes left of the show, which means that we have something very special lined up. Now, I should have made this very clear earlier. This is actually <laughs> Lily's... Last episode of NVC. Last day at IGN. Last yes, day at IGN. Last, last day. time at NVC. Exactly. Uh, guys in the control room, get ready. Um, so I decided to have a little bit of fun today with uh, everyone in the panel. Philip is in on it. But um, ready? Three, two, one, go. And <laughs> what? <laughs> we are going to have a, a good. So I was inspired by Zach to do a deep dive on not a game this time, but a beautiful, weird little boy named Waluigi. Mm -hmm. If you guys I'm have weirdly been, nervous, if you guys have been following <laughs> the show, then you'll know that Lily's a pretty, uh, pretty big Waluigi fan. I am a big. So Waluigi. this is nothing out of the usual. How this are there this normal. many images? This, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. All right, Lily. Take Okay. Take, us, take us down Waluigi uh, lane here. Okay, so um, I know that a lot of people don't really like Waluigi as much as I do, but um, I thought it was really interesting that Waluigi doesn't really have a game of his own mm -hmm. and that he's still really beloved in like a weird way. So I thought we'd do a quick look back and maybe a discussion about whether or not Wario and Waluigi are actually brothers, mm. uh, which has always been like a big topic. You're into this, Marty. I'm super into this. I'm, I'm super me. into this. Yeah. With me. So that's what uh, Pennywise said to the children. <laughs> we all, we all, we all down float here. Waluigi. <laughs> so uh, Waluigi was created back in 2000 for Mario Tennis 64 as a partner for Wario and an arch enemy for Luigi. Uh, so, as you can tell, he is pretty weird. Um, nothing is more prominent about Waluigi's personality than his self-deprecating <laughs> and quest for love attitude. And um, I would not explain him that way, but okay. Um, We've but, been dancing! <laughs> but according to uh, his trophy in Super Smash Bros. Brawl, he is described as a thin twig man who sees himself as Luigi's ultimate rival. He spent a long time working silently in the shadow of the Mario brothers before finally becoming strong enough to compete with them in Mario Tennis. So was he also a plumber? Was he thought out as a plumber as well? No, he's like a dude who. No, but he was just no, like a really bad guy. plumber, so he lived in that shadow, right? I thought he's like a dude who clogs up drains. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. He could have been. 
But um, yeah, so uh, his relationship to Wario is a mystery, and they've always just hatched devious schemes together. So he's only had uh, boards and tracks in Mario Party and Mario Kart. So in Mario Party, he, Mario Party 3, he's had Waluigi's Island. And in Mario Kart DS, he's had Waluigi Pinball, but no actual game. Hmm. So I find that really odd that like this character has like all of this weird <laughs> shenanigans <laughs> happening, but um, and like he's been so involved in like Mario Party and Mario Kart, but there's no game for him. Mm-hmm. What would you have his game be? Okay, well, well hold on, dating sim oh. for sure. <laughs> hold on, I like thought about this. Yes. Okay, it's a dating sim. It's called Waluigi's Fancy Mansion. It's uh, he acquires this fancy mansion instead of um, like Luigi's uh, mansion where it's all dark and depressing. Mm-hmm. His is like fancy and like just. He's like, what the heck? I don't deserve this. And then he decides to go on a quest for love. And Daisy's a part of it. And he just doesn't win anybody. And then, yeah. So I like this, it a lot. Is this where you announce that you're leaving to go to Treehouse to, <laughs> yeah. to translate this game? Yeah, Nintendo's just, just, Nintendo's just been hearing me over and over again and been like, you know what? Yeah, why not? We'll do this for you. Yeah. We'll do this, you weird girl. You. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to pose a discussion of whether or not Waluigi, and this to the chat too, if Waluigi and Wario are brothers. This has been mm. a big discussion uh, in like the back end of the dark depths of the internet because it's not really like a big thing. Silk Road? Yeah, well, the deep web? Yeah, the deep web. <laughs> The simple Nintendo fan uh, would assume, oh, of course. Ooh, the simpleton. Yes, the simpleton um, would assume, yeah, of course, they're they're brothers. Like, yeah. What, like, how what could is they the not case be against brothers? Them? Yes. The case against brothers. it is in Yoshi's Island DS, there are seven star children, mm-hmm. and one of them is Wario, uh, but the rest of them, none of them are Waluigi. It's like Donkey Kong, Yoshi, Wario, Luigi... Mario. Okay, but that doesn't so mean they're brothers. Related? Donkey Kong and, and, and Mario aren't brother and sister. Well, also, no, Mario and Peach I'm can't saying be brother and sister. I'm not the saying they're star siblings. I'm yeah. just saying star they're children. star citizens? Yeah. <laughs> but that means that Wario's a star child, but uh, Waluigi isn't, unless he like got left in the back burner. I like, see. Sucks to suck. Mm. That's an interesting point. I've always run on the assumption that they totally are brothers because they should be, you know, the opposite of Mario and Luigi. Well, there's also uh, an article that Charles Martinet responded to that says, you know something, I don't actually know if they're brothers or not. I don't think so. I think they're just two nice evil guys who found each other. That's sweet. Yeah. So it's kind of like, those are my reasons why I don't think that they're brothers. (laughs) Two nice evil guys who found each other? Two nice evil guys who found each other. I think it's very sweet. For evil schemes. If they aren't related, I'm totally on board with them just broing out, being evil, you know, having a great time. Yeah. Making noises like "wah," I'm totally fine with that. I think what you're describing is a relationship. I they're dating. They're dating. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, I think they're dating. Um, I don't know. I kind of what's what's happening there. They had an overlay of following each other. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like to think they're dating. I, I like to think that Nintendo's very progressive. Um, I think there was there was a Miyamoto quote where he said, uh, "Yeah, they're dating." I think it was me and my oh, own yeah? self. Is who that said, an official yeah. quote? Like the translation was like, oh yeah, they Dayton. They Dayton? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. You look really good. <laughs> 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 but uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up was the rise of like the Waluigi meme and all of the shenanigans, as you can tell, right behind you, Alana, with. Uh, well, I have a, a <laughs> Waluigi meme that regularly gets stolen from me on Twitter. Is it the you won this whole? Yes. <laughs> uh, which is a very important meme. Uh, it's from. 
Mario Golf, and if you beat Waluigi, it's like him with a finger up going, you won this hole. And so I tweeted it with the caption, send this to your crush. And people very, very regularly steal that from me. But I think it's great. It's like he's got this just like disappointed but very passionate pose and I I like it a lot yeah like with the rose behind you and just the facial expressions it's all great and I mean it's really good the rose I like that a lot yeah it's in Mario Aces so you get to play him soon they have to make that dating soon well they have to but right now all we have is like mods so um people have added him to uh Legend of Zelda as a mod uh Dragon Ball Z Fighters as a mod (laughs) Uh, what's another one? And they made like their uh, some fan made a game called Psycho Waluigi. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of like interesting things that people have been trying to incorporate Waluigi in, but no game still. There's so. a Gone Home mod. There he is. There's yeah. a Gone Home mod that explored the the birth of the relationship between Look, Mario and Waluigi. Wow, <laughs> that's a really good mod. Twenty seconds. This is an incredibly good mod, actually. Yeah, it's like, I wish that Nintendo would realize that we kind of want a Waluigi game where I might be the only one, but you know what, Nintendo, just do it for me. What do you think the odds are that he uh, finagles his way into Smash? Um, I mean, not I'd be very great. sad. I would be, I would, <laughs> yeah. I would be very surprised if he did not show up in Smash. Really? I think mm. he's totally going to be in Smash 5. Yeah, the problem is he can't just like, he'd be a tough palette swap for Wario. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it'll be his palette swap. You think he's going to be his own thing? I think he's going to be his own I want, thing. I want some Waluigi deep lore. I'm going to be real. Yeah. What do no, you no. think he's going to do to this Hinox? Fight him. This is, is his whole body going to blow up? Oh, no, he's good. He's but also... He's just uh, like an evil clone of Luigi because, you know, Wario's name isn't Wamario. His is literally just Wa Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he could just be the evil clone. Wasn't there also... Like Washington. A, didn't Miyamoto also say they originally like had a, a, a idea for, like, Wapichu... And it was gonna be like the evil peach. Mm, that really? was actually that was not a lie. Everything I said what before peach? was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> would it just be Weech? Weech. Weech. Or what Daisy? What video game are we looking at right here? Boshi. Washi. Washi. Well, there was already Boshi in uh, Mario RPG, but he was just Yoshi with some. Oh yeah. See, this is the game. this is Psycho Waluigi. Tim Biggs in the chat says, uh, Waluigi is definitely not related to anybody else in the Mushroom Kingdom. He just desperately wants in and is trying the best he can. Doesn't have the entitlement of the other brothers or Wario. Aw. Very nice. Good boy. Yeah. Yeah. Good Waluigi. (laughs) But yeah, I just wanted to do that, you know, and uh, shout outs to the people uh, who helped me out. Dan Parker, Alexio, everyone in the back. Very good. Yeah, I saw Barrett editing this for a while. Making this happen. I love you guys. Why is this happening? You You all did bad. You should be ashamed. I think it's great. This is so great. (laughs) I see the troll really Bathe in purple light. Bathe in Waluigi and purple light. I hope you guys all enjoyed that. That was fun for me to do. Glow of Waluigi. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Lily, for helping shed some light on Waluigi. Yeah, just a simple deep dive, you know? Shout outs to you, Zach, for... uh, Inspiring me to do this. Zach kind of has a Waluigi to him. Is you Zach the evil version of Zach? <laughs> Who's Zach? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no, but in all seriousness, I would love to really legit see like a real Waluigi game like yeah. come out in some shape Only or form. If make it funny. I yeah. think that they they would have to be okay with making fun of him and like embracing the memes yeah. and like making him really dorky, which I don't know if they would do. But <laughs> if they did, I'd be. Nintendo's yeah. been decent at that with Luigi. Like the no, fact that in Luigi's Mansion, Zelda. he's like a complete like scaredy cat. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they fully they leaned did, into it. They did that with Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, totally. Moon, so yeah. you know, Fancy's Mansion would be great. Yeah, Fancy's Fancy's Mansion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. All right. Well, uh, that's our show this week. Uh, we're a weekly show on IGN.com. <laughs> what? Sorry. I like, no, I just like when it cuts to the one shot. Let's go right back, back to the one shot. There. there we go. Yeah. Just, all right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, we're a weekly show on IGN.com live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you want to catch it early, you can come hang out with us in the chat. Hang out with us while we're talking about all this crazy Nintendo stuff Great, and Waluigi stuff. It's okay. <laughs> um, but if you can't make it, we also upload every Friday on YouTube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat, as well as all of your favorite podcast listening services. So make sure you are subscribed. Thank you very much, Lily, for everything yeah. that you have done uh, for NVC and IGN and just being such an awesome person. We're all very, very excited for you and, and what's next to come in Chapter 2 of Lily's adventures. Thank you. Yes. And uh yeah, I will not cry. So neither. <laughs> thank no one's crying. Everything's fine. Yeah. Nobody's thank, sad. Uh thanks to the community. Thanks to everybody for allowing me to be a part of this so much. So uh yeah. Uh, I hope that I can make great content for you guys in the future and I'll always be here for Splatoon and you could always ask you back. Yes. And, uh, and Cuphead too. Boom. <laughs> Last time I'll mention Cuphead. But yeah. Uh, so thank you so much. And thank you for always having me on NBC. Absolutely. And we will definitely have you back. Sweet. Absolutely. Cool. For this. Yes. <laughs> and where can people follow you at? Oh, Cool Cat Lily Z on Twitter. I should change it to like Waluigi's fangirl, but it's Cool Cat Lily Z <laughs> on Twitter. Cool. And Alana, where can people find you at? I'm at Charalanazad, which is my name in the middle of Charizard. Awesome. And Marty? Uh, I'm at McBiggity with two G's and two T's. Awesome. And thank you both also for yeah. joining us. Thank you. Thank you for cool. playing with me in my playground. This was wonderful. This is a terrifying nightmare. I actually really like the Popple Colors game. I think yeah. it looks great. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Uh, and thank you guys for joining us uh, live if you're watching it. And if you're watching this on Friday, thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. <laughs> Bye.